Doug and Marty vs. the World is sponsored and paid for by Marty McClendon, Doug Bassler, and EasyTVSpots.com. Round one, go. All right, ready to come out swinging, ready to take on the entire world. And uh, with with class, with style, and with my good friend, Marty, this is Doug Bassler. And Marty McClendon, Doug and Marty versus the world. You know, I think we're making a dent. I just think that we keep on punching. You know, <laughs> we keep on going. Come on. It's yeah. softer than it looks. It is. There, there are places it. we're making advances. Other places we'll have to retreat. But, you know, um, so we have pretty hard heads. It reminds me of a story that Mike DiLorenzo told me. He had a friend, and I met this friend when we were in Washington, D.C., actually when we were in Gettysburg uh, last summer, and he said, this guy was a goofy guy when we were teenagers. He said he broke up with a girlfriend, and he got so angry, he went out and started punching dents into his Volkswagen. He had a Volkswagen bug. Okay. He he punched all these dents into it, just completely destroyed it, and he's like, look what I did to my car. Isn't that awesome? I didn't know I was that tough. So maybe it's us. Maybe we're just punching dents into a Volkswagen brother. I don't know. You know, um, <laughs> the first impression I got was not that he was tough, but it was not very smart. Yes, so hopefully well, that is not us. <laughs> they were laughing because why are you doing that to your car? I just, you know, I think actually, so you and I both have pretty new pickup trucks. I think mm-hmm. we probably could punch dents in those. They they definitely are making those lighter than they were. I mean, I had a 1974 uh, 1975 Ford F-250. If you punch that thing, all you would get is a broken hand. They you would break your hand. That's right. They were Back made in the day. out of steel. But you punch my Ram, my new Ram, you're probably going to put a dent in it. Well, with my uh, F-150, it's the aluminum style, made them uh, better for gas mileage. You're absolutely correct. If I used that for like a demolition derby or punched it, it would crinkle like a can, right? yes. like a pop can, man. <laughs> so, and that's, in, you know, I have a point. I think that, 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 that if we will push back on all these unconstitutional, illegal, ridiculously restrictive mandates coming down from this illegitimate, illegal, ridiculous emergency powers governor, um, I think that it would crinkle like a tin can, uh, honestly. I was at Costco on uh, Thursday, okay. and um, you know, I think a big sign – Costco mm-hmm. people need to wear a mask. And so I said, I can't find my mask. And Lori says, well, they give you one. Oh, well, I get a free mask. Cool. So I, I walked down to Costco. They, uh, they wanted to see my membership card because Costco uh-huh. members only. And right. uh, so they let me in and then they handed me a mask. And then I, I walked in and I never put it on. I kind of walked around with it in my hand. Eventually I stuck it in my pocket. Nobody said anything, brother. And- I will say this. Yes. A hundred percent. There are places that are being masked. Nazis. We'll talk more about that. But to your point, the gym the last week and a half, no one's wearing a mask. Uh, going into the grocery store, no one's wearing a mask. And this is here in Washington. So the people yeah. have had enough. Yeah. It doesn't work. I mean, if, if the mask did something, if it, if it had any kind of an effect at all, I think, you know, I'd probably be like, okay. The, the, the other problem is nobody dies from COVID anymore. I mean, it, you know, people get sick. I mean, Lynn got sick. Your wife got mm-hmm. sick. She was down for a while. I mean, it's, it's bad. It sucks. But it, realistically, it's not that deadly. And um, 
I heard a statistic that was, um, I guess you would say it's, uh, uh, you know, whatever it is when it's not like a legitimate statistic, but it's just a, something you observe. But okay. my, my wife has said that she'd heard from an undertaker that in 2020, they didn't have any more deaths than any other time. So right, funeral parlor place, a funeral yep. home, yep. home, no more deaths in the funeral parlor than any other year. Actually, it went down. They were getting less business because people were locked down. They weren't doing risky things. <laughs> you know, they were like falling off cliffs and getting in car wrecks and things like that. But they did see an increase in deaths this year following the vaccine. Yep. Uh, now, there's a deep or a lot of things to talk about here, Doug, but to your point, uh, even the CDC came out Anadol, this last week. That was, I was, that's what Anadol, I was yeah. Anadol. Even the CDC came out this week and said that the majority, I didn't say it, it was on their website, that the majority of those being hospitalized now for COVID were for minor symptoms. So even though all the, the hysteria is about the hospitals being full, they're less sick than they were before. And now, of course, Lynn told her story as well about the fact that those that were in there didn't follow the normal path. They weren't people that were, were more obese or, or smokers or heart, heart disease. Normal people got sick, you know, and had to get treated. Some of them were very healthy people that were vaccinated. In fact, over half of them were vaccinated and had complications from that. And so no. I, I've seen a lot of people out there pushing back. I know. Uh, it's no. One of those, you got a vaccine and they were having problems with it? Yeah, a 35-year-old wait, weightlifter. Wait, wait, hold on a sec. I got to get my tinfoil hat on. I, I didn't right. know it's going to be that kind of show, brother. Okay. A 35-year-old weightlifter, perfectly healthy, got the vaccine, then got COVID, got intubated, had some serious health issues. There is a lot going on where more and more research is coming out of Israel and other places where there are complications with the vaccine. They're the most vaccinated um, um, yeah, nation like, in the world. They're like near 100%, right? Yeah, exactly right. And yet they've got a massive outbreaks of COVID because we have to go back to the point where we've been lied to about this. Not just about the vaccine, but they were told first to get the vaccines. You don't have to wear a mask. You can return to normal and you won't get the COVID. Well, that's not, that's not true. You still can get COVID and you still are infectious when you get it, if you're vaccinated or not. So the the benefit of getting a vaccine is not what we've been told. The downside, though, the the cost versus the benefits, the costs are are starting to be, uh, add up. There's a video that uh, Project Veritas released this week about a nurse at a federal hospital that um, filmed the ER doc saying that the vaccine is bunk. She didn't use those words, but it basically is junk, and they're not reporting adverse effects to the vaccine brother they're supposed to by law to report adverse effects they're saying they're seeing a massive amount of myocarditis a swelling of the heart or heart problems after getting the vaccine so we're not trying to scare everybody but this is the information that is not being allowed to be out unless it's um, through project veritas or other places where to doug's point anecdotally this is what people are seeing at the hospitals this is what people are finding out at clinics around here that this is not being reported because they don't want us to know that there's a risk. Um, they want to coerce. They want to threaten. They want to uh, uh, put us to, at the at the point of a gun so we get the vaccine. And, we, and Doug and I have been talking about this for months, months, almost two years now. Why? 
what is the game for the federal government or the state government to make you get a vaccine? And it's not about health. Because if we know the numbers and the truth, this is not making people more healthy. It's causing complications. And we know that if the vaccines work, then you wouldn't need the unvaccinated to get vaccinated. But because uh, we're not a threat to them, right? But they couldn't get it. Natural immunity is so much better. They're saying like 27 times better um, than actual the vaccine that does create antibodies. They won't allow you to do an antibody test. On top of that, they're saying they're not even talking about natural immunity, which many people have, including my wife. Now, Doug. Well, I, you know, I had Delta back in June mm-hmm. and uh, I don't feel any desire to be vaccinated, which is, you know, like some, depending on who you listen to, 13 to 27 times less effective mm-hmm. than my natural immunity from having COVID-19. So exactly what, right. what are we supposed to do, brother? They asked Fauci about that and goes, well, there's no, we can't say there's not. In fact, natural immunity may be more but the, we, it may be shorter. So we, we know we must, we're still pushing the vaccines. It's like, okay, whatever. This is Fauci, right? The guy that's supposed to be the sexiest man alive. And, you know, the government, um, they're making tons of money. The one who absolutely, absolutely denied that, that that could ever be gain of function research being paid for by his lab or the National Institutes of Health or whatever. It was never gain of function, still not gain of function. And yet emails were released. We've already seen those and talked about them before, but even more this week where we know he lied. We're, we're funding um, the Wuhan lab in China to actually investigate and try to transfer the virus from a bat to a human called gain of function. And yet they still want to deny it. That's something I wanted to bring up, Doug. This is something where it'll be our <laughs> feckless governor is, is or anybody- Biden. Is anybody telling the truth anywhere? No. I mean, the only place you can get the truth is in the Bible, brother. Amen. Come on. Amen. But this is one of those things where we're seeing it on full display. And now, look, we talk about Democrats all the time and, and I, Democrats or whatever you want to call them. But the, the political left now is at war with, with all of our way of life, constitution, Christianity, uh, family, life, you name it. Everything that they're doing now is anti this nation, if you ask me. Now, they would sit there and boldface lie. We know Kamala Harris lies to us. We know that Joe Biden, every time he goes up there and moves his lips, he lies. We know Jay Inslee lies. And we're not, it's not just accusations. They're caught in lies all the time. And they don't, it doesn't seem to phase them. And there was a, a series recently on Newsmax. And they, were, they were showing from the last 25 years how many times Joe Biden's lied straight face to the camera and then gets angry if you ask him about it. When you, and, and they and they back off. They allow them to go ahead. Well, that's they, a, you know that's a sign of senility when you get ticked off really easy. That's well, that's okay, yeah. And they, they For, you know, yeah, forty years, fifty years in in serving in our in as U.S. Senate and now president. This doesn't make this. This is corruption, brother. When they Hold sit there and lie to us, Trump is president. Joe Biden is temporary. The, the act play president, brother. Okay. <laughs> the the bottom line is they, he's definitely not running anything. Does not challenge them. And of course, I, I, someone asked me about the news. I go, look, the news right now will, will tell a story. They'll leave out convenient, inconvenient truths or facts of it. So it is portrayed in a certain way to fit a narrative. And they are a, a, an extension of the left, the political left, the Democrat party right now that have anti-American uh, issues. And they, they want to leave the open, Southern border open, right? We get us on the world stage. It's just, 
all of the stuff. If you uh, are 1.4 million people have come across that Southern border since Joe Biden got sworn in. Yep. And, right. And you see him. And now we need to swear him out. I mean, really, um, but we're, you know, that's an invasion. I don't care mm-hmm. if, and so these people that are in places of, of authority in the mm-hmm. United States are committing treason. Mm-hmm. This is treason. If you're not enforcing the laws, it's like this, this person that is uh, running for prosecutor here in the city of Seattle wants to abolish that position. Why? Because they, that person does not believe that crimes should be prosecuted. So it, it's the man of lawlessness. I mean, if you can't see, you know, Matthew 24, Revelation 13, um, mm-hmm. all this stuff unfolding, you know, these things are unfolding. However, there is hope. And that yes. is that God is big. And if we'll do something now, I, I, I um, think I maybe shared this last week, but my wife and I were chatting and she kept saying, well, God's still on the throne. Well, God's still on the throne. And I finally said, you know what, honey, God was on the throne when Nazi, when uh, Hitler took mm-hmm. over Germany, God was mm-hmm. on the throne when Mao took over China, God was on the throne when Stalin killed all those people. We have to do something. And I saw this really cool thing on um, Facebook the other day that said, you know, we can pray all we want, but eventually David had to pick up some rocks and fight the giant. Exactly right. Yep. And so there is a, a necessity for us to get involved, to get engaged. And also to resist and to say no. When they come to close your business or tell you to do stuff, say no, I'm not doing that. When they mm-hmm. tell you to wear the mask, say no. When they tell you to get the shot, say no. When they tell you to mask up your kids for class who are not at risk, say no. And they work for us. We don't work for them. This this government, my she asked me. So we're having conversations now, brother, because my kids are in college. Yes. Yep. Um, are you talking to your wife more? Than I am. Imagine yes. that. It's weird. It's like, I didn't even know she had opinions. <laughs> it's like it used to be if she had an opinion, I'd give it to her. No, I'm kidding. No, I always knew she had opinions. But but this, she said, okay, so what about Romans 13? I go, Romans 13 says that we're, that we're supposed to obey the government. The highest government in the land is the Constitution. I'm not mm-hmm. the one that's out of line. They're out of line. She goes, oh you know what? I think we need to be prepared to give these answers. I'm like, yeah, I'm ready. Exactly Let's right. And also I'm breaking the law, not me. Scripture is very clear too. Should I obey you or obey God? Right. When it's in conflict with God's word and the constitution for that, the highest law, we disobey the civil government. You know, it's, it's don't use that as an excuse to cop out of a standing firm. This is our time. And you've been talking about this as well, but when we're, Constantly be telling lies, and then they don't care. These are rules for us, not for them. When we see at the the or Emmys where they're not wearing masks, room full of people, but our kids have to be masked in schools. When when they can lie to us and hold us against it. When they tell us that you that this lady, this uh, prosecutor you're talking about, the reason that she doesn't care about crime is because she's probably got private security. Like all these city councils that defunded the police, they hired private security because they're protected. They want you to feel bad, right? Yeah, that's, that's why they asked Joe Biden on Thursday in a press conference, no, Joe Biden, they asked Jen Psaki because they, Joe Biden doesn't take questions. Has he ever in his entire political career been to the Southern border? And they said they couldn't answer it. And they said, well, by our records, he's never been there in the 47 years in the Senate. Or as president, not once, <laughs> well, one single time. And he's he boasts about how he wants to go bit first and see for himself the problem. And then they go, well, well, I'm sure he's been to the border. And they're like, no, he hasn't been to the border. 
once. Think about that. I've been That's over just, that. I've been over that border a few times, brother. I went yeah. down there and preached the gospel several times with groups of kids and stuff like that. It's nuts. When you drive down, you know, and this was years ago, they had big signs about, you know, next to like I-5 and stuff. You've been San Diego area, right? Yep. yep. Watch out for the, the, the signs have women, you know, women and yep. men holding babies running across streets, right? Look out for, you know, so this is not, you know, this isn't like as current as 2021. This is, you know, this is the nineties, the eighties, the seven, the, you know, what's his name? Who's the guy that they make a big deal out of. He was, he, he got all the migrant workers together and all that stuff. What's his name? Um, any rate, but he was, a you know, an immigrant himself. And he was the guy that termed coined the term wetbacks. He was, you know, he was from Mexico and right. he called people coming over illegally wetbacks and they would, they would guard the border and they would beat people up and send them back. These guys were Hispanic people protecting their jobs they yeah. were protecting their livelihood they're like no you you come over the right way like we did and so right. um yeah anyway brother um but what we have now we've got the the latest report i saw was Inslee's going to accept 125,000 afghan refugees into washington which were going to be on the, the tax toll for us you see at the del rio they had over 10,000 um immigrants and illegal immigrants um, behind the, the, under the uh, bridge there, which is, uh, that's just a, a drop in the bucket of the number of people coming across the border because of the open border policies. But they, they, they showed the video brother of all these um, Chilean and Cuban and all these different IDs left out where people from Haiti have been living in Chile for four or five years and they're getting rid of their IDs to claim asylum here in America. So the Biden administration said, oh yeah, we're going to ship them back to Haiti. And yet several, they said up to 10,000 have already been released by free into the, the, the States. And then you see the, some of the Afghan uh, um, people that were brought over into the military bases, two of them are already arrested for child sex abuse. You know, uh, this is just one of those things when you can't vet people and bring them into our interior, it is, it is not safe, first of all, and it's wrong. And so now to your point up almost 1.52 million people at the end of the year coming across illegally that we know of is a danger to America. Not only does it, it rob those that stood in line and did it the right way, um, but jumping them, but it, it floods the system, you know, because they're not, not, not being, uh, they have measles, they have the other thing, uh, malaria coming in and COVID, brother, and they're being dispersed throughout the states. It's almost, well, one if you would the, ask me, almost like when uh, the virus got loose in China, how the Chinese government came in and built walls around the city, didn't let them go anywhere but throughout the world. It's almost like they're directing the COVID uh, virus around. What do you think? Yeah. Uh, Cloven. Piven strategy. Who's yes, the guy that yes. raised Obama? Cloward they, Piven. Yeah. Cloud, Cloward yep. Piven. So they they were um their goal was to overwhelm the system. You overwhelm the system. You break the government because the government can't afford to pay for all of its obligations. Okay. So uh the other <laughs> thing is is that these people you were talking about with private security and whatnot, they, you know, this is the strategy of the evil empire. I mean, I, I've been saying for years the Star Wars uh mm -hmm. Saga Palpatine and all. is yep. a is it's prophetic 
you get the clones fighting the the mech guys. You get everybody fighting, and the only one that's getting any power that's getting anywhere is the evil emperor. The evil empire is being birthed mm-hmm. out of the the division of the people, and you got to keep the fighting going. You got to keep the thing. You know, a lot of people think the thing the withdrawal from Afghanistan was just don't you know look over there and get everybody pissed about that, so that they won't look over here and see what that that our freedoms are being stripped away. Our livelihoods being stripped away. You know, you're a real estate guy. Yep. What's happening to the real estate market, brother? It's crazy. I mean, first of all, people are leaving as because they're getting out of this dodge. But beyond that, you have limited supply. You have overregulation. So uh, you, have high, you have high prices. Yes. Is that it? So I would submit to you, to use Tim Taylor's verbiage here, yes. that, that the houses are not worth any more than they ever were. It's the nope. money that's not worth anything. And since the housing market is reflecting the decrease in value of our, of our dollar, our spending power. I mean, it's twice as much money to fill up your car now, right? Mm-hmm. That means the money's worth half of what it was, okay? Yes. Your, house, your house value is going up, but if you want to buy one, your house is now double what it was. Mm-hmm. And so it, it, I think it's a reflection of, of the, the inflation that we're, we're looking at. And- I think it's you know, worse the, than you think it is. First of all, a couple things. I want you to get well, there. I think it's pretty uh, bad, brother. So if it's worse than I, I know. think it is. <laughs> it's, it's worse than you think it is, first of all, because uh, the policies that drive a quarter to a third of the cost of a house is regulations and red tape, okay? sure. zoning. It's all yeah. policy. Then you have an inflation because you have an easy dollar. On top of that, the last couple of years, they've had to artificially lower the interest rate, right? Which means you can buy more, spend more, right? With less money. So you can afford more payment. What you're doing is you're paying a whole lot more for the same house for less money per month. You're still paying more. It's like like when you're going in to buy a car, you, you know, like, well, I don't want to pay 50 grand for it. Oh, but it's only 600 bucks a month. Okay, I can do that. What you're doing is you're paying more over time on these houses since the interest rates have been artificially low, brother. And, you know, people are willing to pay more for something that isn't worth it. When rates go up, try selling, try and buying, right? That's why they're low right now. So it is inflated um, both by the interest rate we pay and by the, the, the cost of goods going up because things are. So my, my first house I bought uh, in the mid eighties as a newly married guy, new baby new mm-hmm. and all that um, was 14% interest brother. Uh-huh. That was my house. I had it on a 30 year mortgage and it was uh, a $50,000 house. Okay. Yes. And it was 600 a month. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's, that's a 14% interest rate, right? So 600 yes. bucks a month. And, and that was money to me, right? As a young guy yep. struggling, mm-hmm. things like that. So now I have a $50,000 pickup truck and mm-hmm. my payment on that on a six year contract is 600 a month. So how is that even possible, brother? <laughs> exactly right. So, so why couldn't I have paid that there. house off in six months, in six years? Like I right. you know, supposedly I'm going to do my Take truck, that right? same house now. Let's say, let's say it's a hundred thousand dollar house 10 years ago, right? Of course it goes up, you know, in value, whatever. Right. But now you're paying 600,000 for that six times as much, yeah. but you're borrowing it at 4% or 3% or two and a half percent. So you're like, okay, my payment's not that bad. I'm making more money, but it's not. That house really hasn't increased in value that much. That's why they talk about gold and silver, right? Things that that bounce along with inflation. When they, when we see the current numbers, things like milk's up forty six percent, meats up to the roof. We're paying more for gas. We see that at the pump, but everything we buy now 
costs more. You know, not only just be 15 now, the rates, everything across the board, but this right here, um, when our energy costs go through the roof, this is all through policy. Rather, it's not market demands. It's not market forces. This is all artificially created in a way so our dollars are worth less. I always wondered how you could ever get to the point in Revelations where you had a wheelbarrow full of money and couldn't buy food. Well, now I can, right? How much money does it take? You know, if a co- uh, loaf of bread a was loaf 35 of bread cents. for a day's wages. Exactly so right, make, right? Uh, so let's see. Let's say you make uh, 10 bucks an hour. So 80 bucks for yeah, an eight-hour day or 10, 100 bucks for a loaf of bread. Yeah. Um, how are you going to feed your family? A loaf of bread ain't right. enough to feed my family, right? So ain't enough right. to feed me, brother, for a day, <laughs> you know? But I mean, so I think it's going to be time for, you know, God's people to be in a different economy. And mm-hmm. uh, I mean, that's one of the things that, you know, he said he'd never fail us. He would never forsake us. He was going to be with us, that these things were going to begin to happen. And what did he say that our response should be? He said that we're to look up and we're to cheer up and we're to have expectation. And, um, and it's not an expectation of um, that we're out of here, but expectation that God's going to do well for us. And as we're here, we're going to make an impact. And, you know, right now, the Bible said uh, that men's hearts would be failing them for fear. And the government and the media, it's, it's uh, you know, mouthpiece, uh, the false prophet, CNN and, and the other news outlets, they are uh, working to create fear. And it's causing mm-hmm. people, you know, fear will cause you to give up your freedoms. Fear will cause you to get weird. And, you know, it's been said, and I believe it, that 95% of the things we're afraid of never happen. And so fear mm-hmm. is like this unreasoning, it's this unreasoning thing. Okay. It's a, it's a tool that they use to the devil uses and others to manipulate people. And, um, you know, I think they want people to die from COVID. They really want it. They, they, they caught, you know, when you saw Como and other, mm-hmm. you know, Inslee and others sending uh, COVID infected uh, people back into homes back into rest back homes, in like homes yeah. they, they did yep. that on purpose. And if you look at the communist party, uh, they, the FBI had undercover documents. The communist party actually said that they were good with 20 to 30% of Americans dying in order to gain control that they figured that's what it's going to take. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. maybe they were thinking this was it, you know, Hey, this COVID thing, the Chinese, you know, they're, they're, their allies. They all love the Chinese. They, they love Mao. They love all that stuff. And um, so they're trying to do that. But, you know, if we have a God that heals us, uh, that's a problem for them. And, you know, mm-hmm. G- you know, one of the things that G- <laughs> I love Jesus, man, he, he could feed the 5,000. He got an army. He could feed them. Okay. Uh, they get wounded. He can heal them. They die. Right. He can raise them from the dead. So this Amen, guy is brother. a, this guy is a problem uh, for the ruling authorities. And, um, you know, I, I love re- what I love what I heard that that people are gonna uh, in the last days that the, some of these prophetic guys I can't remember Bob Jones or some of these guys said that they're gonna think we're we're retarded or we're mentally ill because we're gonna be happy and mm-hmm. and so you know part of this this joy is that that we're not gonna lose our you know we're not we don't lose hope and we don't lose um, sight of of the the the, the important things. And, um, you know, to be afraid that your child is going to get COVID and you got to mask them up and back them up and send them off to school and bubble wrap. 
I mean, I, yep. I know how it is when you're a new parent and those babies, man, they mean a lot to us and we love them, but they're not at risk, brother. And I know, the, I know they're, they're more at risk from the, what you're doing to them than from, you know, the, what do they call I, them? Helicopter parents or whatever. Exactly like right. So I have, it's my cousin or my, no, so my nephew's daughter is starting kindergarten. And my, so my, my niece, I guess, by, by marriage is upset because they're, her daughter wear this plastic um, cloth mask thing that that is irritating her. She said, can she wear the mask from home? It's actually a little bit better. And then they're saying that the mask actually, you know, they must wear it and and so on. She's like, but she can't breathe. And she's like, no, no, the, the CO2 molecules are small enough to go through the mask, but the mask will catch the droplets from COVID. And she's like, this doesn't make any sense. And I go, it doesn't make sense. The bottom line is the, the risk for kids especially kids that kindergartners is so low. They are human germ factories. That's how they build immunity by being around other germ factories. There's flus and colds and boogers and snot. They're supposed to be that way. They're not supposed to be masked up. That I, I do believe that this is a form of child abuse when we're trying to force these kids that are naturally curious naturally going to go through and fight off infections and whatever. This is how they build a strong immune system. And so when we put these masks on them, not only do we not see our face or we're able to communicate, but we're teaching them this, this submission type thing, Doug, and we're making them more sick. CO2 will make them more sick than any possible COVID would be. And we know even the CDC admits that the numbers are infinitesimal. We know the survival rates through the roof. It's like 99.9991. But those in that age group that actually get COVID, it's almost unheard of. I mean, so why are we doing this? Why are we across this nation making our babies wear a mask? Yeah, uh, it's time to say no. Yeah. We've got to say no. We've got to push back. We've got to say no. We're not going to do it. And you just pull the kid out of school. And I think you're, you know, a kindergarten. I mean, you might, well, I can't homeschool. Well, if you can't homeschool a kim- kindergartner, you're pretty dumb. I'm sorry. Well, yeah, exactly right. Kindergarten, you know, it's, it's, there's a lot of things that they can learn in the world around them as well. Doug, before we go on too far, I I found the numbers. It was Representative Doug Lamborn, he's a Republican from Colorado, actually put the numbers up. Says gas is up nationwide 42.7%. That's just in the last eight months. Bacon, which is, I know we both love bacon, is up 17%. Everybody loves bacon, brother. Television's up 13%. Beef is up 12.2%. I believe it's up higher than that. Um, but fish and seafood up 10%, eggs are up 9.9%, chickens up 7.2%, and apples up 56 So everything that we basically eat, right, use gas, whatever, is up between 5 and 40% uh, just in the last well, if eight you're, months. If, you're, if your energy prices go up, everything has to go up because everything moves by truck, train, plane, exactly right. boat, ship. You know, they all run on some kind of carbon-based fuel source. Mm-hmm. You know, Tesla's not building any semis yet but even if they were you'd have to charge them from something so right right and most and 40 percent of our electric power is comes from coal coal fire fire power or whatever it is in the, in the first place and so they're trying to get rid of our hydroelectric so yeah we have a battle on our hands but before we go on any father as well there are a lot of issues we talk about on the radio show and to your point not to lose hope there's 365 uh, references in the bible about fear not Fear is the enemy of faith. We have to be strong and know where our, our trust is. And we can't get distracted. A lot of what we're seeing in the in the news from Inslee, from Biden, is distraction. 
this thing on the southern border where all of a sudden they have a talking point about the cowboys whipping the uh, the uh, people from Haiti is is total lie. People know this is a lie, but they they find a place to say here. Let's change the narrative to the debacle on the border or the debacle of the of the pullout in Afghanistan, where we still have American citizens stranded in Afghanistan, where we still have sex trafficking going on on the southern border, where we still have all these things. And once again, I say those in many ways are all problems that we should worry about, but we should also be looking at what's truth. Lord, show us what's going on. What is the truth behind this? Because a lot of this is for us to go over there, look, a shiny object, while we take away our rights, take away our freedoms, make sure, you know, and so someone goes, isn't it selfish for you to push back and not take the vaccine or or the mask or whatever? No, no. I saw a post the other day. It is selfless because if we don't fight for freedom and liberty today for us and our family, our kids and grandkids won't have it. It's gone. It doesn't come come back. You know, the, the bottom line is, is actually being selfless for now for us to stand it up and say no, as Doug says, to back and say, I will not. I'm, I, you know, at the risk of losing your job, at the risk of, uh, of uh, called a racist or uh, so whatever, that is probably a, the most brave thing we can do right now because people encourage, people need other people to stand up with them. And the most common refrain I hear, Doug hears, my wife hears, is when they find out that you're a conservative, that you have values, that you're willing to stand up, they say, oh, thank God, I thought I was the only one. Yeah. There's too many of us that need to understand that there's a lot more of us just like you out there that we need to stand up together. Right, Doug? Yeah. I had uh, had the opportunity to speak at a group up in Kitsap County uh, earlier this week. And, um, you know, I had someone come to me and go, thank God you're here. I thought I was alone. I thought I was the only one that thought like this or fought or whatever. And um, I'm like, we're not and coming to meetings like this and, 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 you know, just be part, you know, why did they close the bars? Why did they close the churches? Why do they put a mask on our face? Why do they, you know, how do you, we've said this before, how do you know somebody, you know them by their voice and by their face. And what does a mask do? It muffles your voice and it covers your face. And so, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it's, it's, they're, they're, they're taking away our, our individuality and our groupness, you know, our, our, our cohesiveness as a group, you know, the church is the most powerful institution in the world. It, and it's probably using five or 4% of its, its power. And, um, you know, it, when we, you know, think about in, in the negative way, I want to think about a couple of things. Number one, um, it, at the tower of Babel, you know, they came down and they said, oh my gosh, they're unified. What, what could they, they could accomplish anything. And so God confused mm-hmm. it because they were, they were unified in evil. But if we unified like that in righteousness, we could accomplish anything. The other thing I was thinking is I've been reading uh, your favorite book in the Bible. I've been reading Joshua this week. And, yep. uh, you know, the, the, the people of the land were afraid. They were fearful and because they saw God dry up the Red Sea, the, the dried up the Jordan River, they saw what they did. And, and, but the fear caused their hearts to melt, it said. It caused their hearts to melt like water, like wax. And fear will do that to you. And so we've got to say no to fear. We, you know, God has not given us a spirit of fear. That's what the Bible says. It says he's given us power and love and a sound mind. And we need to say no to fear. You know, I heard my, my daughter was, on the verge of a panic attack, she says, um, going to class, but she told herself, 
no, you can do this. And she went to class today. <laughs> it was so funny. And my, um, uh, I'm like, yeah, we need to talk to ourselves. We need to increase, you know, why so downcast? Oh, my soul, you know, strengthen ourselves. Have a little pep talk with yourself. I want to read a couple of quotes. Uh, the first one's from Billy Graham. And uh, it says, I feel sorry for the man who's never known the bracing thrill of taking a stand and sticking to it fearlessly. Moral courage has rewards that timidity can never imagine. Like a shot of adrenaline, it floods the spirit with vitality. You know, so taking a stand mm -hmm. is, uh, it, that's Billy Graham. And then mm -hmm. I don't know where... I don't know where this other one came from, but I, I thought it was interesting. So I want to read it. It says, it didn't start with gas chambers. It started with one party controlling the media, one party controlling the message, one party deciding what is truth, one party censoring speech and silencing opposition, and one party dividing citizens into us and them and calling on their supporters to harass them. It started when, God, when good people turned a blind eye and let it happen. This, what we're seeing is a mirror of the 1920s uh, takeover of Germany. You know, the us and them. You know, I see why people are upset with those people that don't get a vaccine and we need to be angry and we need to make sure they don't work and we should make them all wear, you know. And you had Jim mm -hmm. Walsh with his yellow star. Uh, right. he, he jumped the gun and then, of course, he apologized for it and realized, oh, whatever, because, you know, I think he should have stuck to his guns and said, no, this is what they're doing. There's, you don't take that vaccine. Yep. They might as well put a, a yellow, an orange, uh, an orange um, uh, syringe sticker on you or something that says, oh, they don't, they refused. Bottom line that they're talking about the pandemic of the unvaccinated, right? The, it, it is not. And the truth is not. That is a way to divide us, to control us whether it be on race, economic class, and now it's on vaccinations. And we know that the numbers across the CDC, the numbers we know in every major city across this nation, especially here in Washington too, the majority of those that have not got vaccinated yet are either Christian or a minority, Black, Asian, Hispanic, because they've been taught to mistrust the government as well. So you, you are being racist in the policy by not serving by uh, threatening to, to fire or to discriminate, to divide us along the vaccinated versus unvaccinated lines. And that's what we're doing, brother. Uh, and they're making us, allowing them or teaching people to be fearful of and therefore hate those that have an opposing view. That's why they want to shut it down. And that's why it's okay for them to say, you don't have an opinion because you don't believe the way I do. So, uh, a friend of ours, um, well, I, 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 I'd say an acquaintance of ours. I, friend is kind of a loose, you know, we throw that around a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, friends are people you hang out with. But I don't hang out with this guy, but I like him. Uh, his name is Dave Larson. He's a judge. Uh -huh. And he, judge. he recently just uh, published an op-ed, brother. I don't know if you had a chance to read it. But I he saw said the time. He said it's time to get back to government the way it's supposed to be. We have 147 legislators. They make the laws. We have judges. They interpret the, the laws. And the executive branch implements the laws. You don't have a single person giving an endless list of mandates. I mean, I want to applaud Judge Dave Larson for coming out and saying what needs to be said. Now, judges are notoriously 
not political. That's that's and that's supposed to be that way, right? I mean, they don't. It's want supposed to be, that to be. in this state. It's different because the we know the the politicalization of the, of the bench is very evident in this state. But yes, the judges in general are are required or supposed to be apolitical, not take a, a political stance because they may influence or color their choice on the bench when a case comes before them. That said, Dave Larson is a constitutional attorney. Dave Larson is a judge. He ran for Supreme Court. Um, he's a friend of ours as well. Like I said, a friend. Um, someone we know pretty well. We admire him. But he's out in this fight for a while, bringing the truth um, to this stuff and fighting these ridiculous, unconstitutional mandates coming down from the governor and from the president. But you see there's a coordination, brother. There's a coordination on the left. We've always known it's been there, but when we see the talking points, when we see the narrative from the White House and from the governor being repeated and parroted through the media as well, this constant drip of fear, uh, of hate, of division, and uh, uh, oh, by the way, you got to do this. Oh, now it's a third. It's a booster shot. Oh, it's it's a fourth shot. It's you know you can't work. And then making private businesses through the threat of a fine or or shutting down or whatever to enforce it on their own employees. Um, so a lot of employers that if you're listening to our show as well, it's you got to do the right thing. The right thing is is standing up, saying no. You know, and do the right thing for your employees. There, there is ways to take care of and provide for, but this is tyranny. When the government says either enforce this or we'll come after you, or our friend that's on the school board, you know, be the Nazis, be the be the mass police in your school districts, or we're going to sue you personally. That is not the way our system is supposed to be. Not the way it's set up, and that's not our constitutional republic. But it's going to take people like you and I that have been engaged but and our listeners who may never have been engaged to say the battlefield now is involved in politics. we got to show up, not just the school board meetings, city council. we got to keep the heat on to the point where they are threatened enough that they're going to lose their jobs. Then their tune will change. Don't you think? Yeah. And, and we've got to get – we absolutely have to get back to controlling our elections. We need yes. to get these elections things figured out. So we had our guests last week uh, doing lawsuits about the mandates and stuff like that. But now we've got this new organization, W-E-I-C-U or WECU for short. Uh, they're filing lawsuits, Marty, all across the state. They intend to file uh, 39 uh, counties. They intend to file lawsuits in all of them demanding forensic audits. They have the evidence Um you know, one of the big deals about this, and I'm on I'm on the King County one, by the way, brother. Mm-hmm. So I I didn't I put my money where my mouth is. I put my name on the lawsuit. You are a plaintiff, brother. Okay, good. I am a plaintiff, and I am complaining because look, you know, it doesn't matter how hard we campaign if they if the if the election is being uh, handled in an in, in an illegal and an immoral and a in a fraudulent manner. Uh, mm-hmm. And you know, and the thing is, like, well, we need to trust. We need to trust. We don't. We shouldn't have to trust them. We should know. We don't have, we, you know, so what are you hiding? And so, you know, Kim Wyman comes out and she says, oh my gosh, you know, there's, there's no actionable things here. Well, she's not named the lawsuit anyway. So shut up, Kim. We didn't ask you for your opinion. And, um, and there's a ton of actionable stuff. A matter of fact, the number one item on that list, Marty, is that these, these counting machines are not certified and Washington state law demands they be certified. So, I mean, uh, you know, right there, 
you've got reasons to throw the election out. You know, I think, you know, Lauren Cope probably is the governor of Washington and stuff like that because Washington's fed up with him. And, you know, mm-hmm. they don't love, we don't love him. Okay. So how does he win by, you know, 57 points or whatever? You know, this right. is ridiculous. And so we've got to, we've got to get after that. So if you, if you haven't, uh, so I would encourage our listeners go to org and find out if you can get, become a plaintiff and let's get Spokane going. Let's get, you know, let's get all these counties going. Let's get Kittitas and Douglas and let's get uh, a Soton. Come on guys, all of you. And let's find out what's going on with our elections. We want to look at that and we want to see what's going on. Mm -hmm. And you know, if they were right, if they were, if everything was great, then why are they fighting so much? Why are they hiding it so much? Why don't they just say, Oh yeah, let's just show you what this is and get it out in the open. And, and this isn't hackable. Okay. Well, let's bring in some hacker guys from outside and see if they can hack it. And as soon as they Mm -hmm. start hacking it and flip the election to Marty and Doug, then they're going to go, Oh, wait a minute. Maybe we should do something, you know, maybe we should do something. Right. Yeah. And um, so I want to read one more quote. And I read this a few weeks ago and I, I, I think you'll remember it, but if you'll not fight for right, when you can easily win without bloodshed, if you will not fight when your victory is sure and not too costly, you may come to the moment when you will have to fight with all the odds against you and only a precarious chance of survival. There may even be a worse case. You may have to fight when there is no hope of victory because it is better to perish than to live as slaves. Winston Churchill. Mm -hmm. And so we, you know, we have an opportunity to win right now. If we'll stand up and fight there, you know, we talk about the grasshoppers and the ants like every week, Mm -hmm. right? There is more of us. Don't let them isolate you. Go, you know, go to Eastside Republican club, go to your local things, go to church, take the masks off people, get people to come to your house. Let's just start talking. Let's just start, you know, just like they did in the sixties, brother, they locked arms and they went into the diners and they sat down and they said, we're not leaving. Right. Exactly. Right. Yep. And so we do that too. We take our masks off. We go in the diners, we sit down, we say, give us breakfast. Right. They, and, they, and if they're like, Hey, I wanted to serve them, you know, I, I mm-hmm. like, you know, their rights are being violated. They're, you know, go, go to the venues. You know, I'm, I'm. Yep. A hundred percent. They are deathly afraid of a unified church of a unified America. We can bring that with joy and hope, but standing firm with others with a great attitude, but we're pushing back and saying, no, this is ridiculous. Everybody knows it's ridiculous, but they're going along to the point of fear. Doug, and you mentioned something, this, the whole idea of the machines being certified. This reminded me when I was a kid, my, my, I just got my driver's license. I'm in Grand Coulee, Washington. I'm driving my mom's old Pacer station wagon, so it's not really a hot ride. And I get pulled over literally like a few days after I got my license for speeding in a, in like a, a school zone or whatever. Right. And um, we went to court because I wasn't speeding. Honestly, other times I was, but this time I wasn't speeding, <laughs> you know, and went to court and my mom researched that the radar guns back then had to be certified. And so we asked them, can we see the certification logs? They didn't hadn't had it certified. The person using the radar gun was supposed to be trained. He wasn't trained. Judge threw it out. Because the facts are, they have to follow the rules as well. It was not a valid reading of the speed. And you know, then, that was 35 years ago, brother. You're, you're right. If these machines aren't calibrated, and that's the law to do that, they should be thrown out. Um, so, people don't have to look too far. Follow the rules. 
If you're not following the rules, let's fix it. Uh, and the rules should apply equally to everybody else. And what we're seeing now is there's two sets of classes. If you're on the left, you can get away with anything. And on the right, nothing. They basically like the rules for radicals, right? Hold them to their own values. Yep. So, Doug, are you going to buy? I know you're a wealthy man, a yes, big corporate, wealthy. you know, company owner, very, very, massive very employees, a gorgeous truck. Faith, I mean, of course. Yes, exactly yes. right. Um, but do you know that there's an auction for Hunter Biden's paintings going for 500,000 a piece? You can oh buy one, brother. Um, I, I've got plenty of toilet paper, dude. We stocked up. Well, I know, I know. Good. Probably a lot cheaper than that, right? Lots well. of butt wipe. Oh, I've at least imagine, got 500,000 dollars worth of butt wipe. But can you on. imagine, brother, if the Trump boys were to do sell art at an auction for anonymous, uh, buyers for 500,000 a piece, that is ridiculous. And yet the, the people look the other way. This is what we have to call out. This hypocrisy, this blatant lying. Um, these are the same people to trust, to tell us to trust the science. The same people that are masking our children. The same people that are shutting down our churches. Um, if you need any more reason, we can give it to you. But really, we cannot trust those that have proven that they all they will do is lie to us. And, you know, and... Jesus told us that we're supposed to love one another. You know, um, this idea that Christians are like haters. I mean, it's like, we're supposed to love each other. And um, it doesn't, I guess the thing I'm trying to say here is it doesn't, it's not love to pet somebody's gargoyles or to, to um, encourage their fears and to, to play along with it as if the mask did something, you know, look at the science. You, you mentioned the science. We've talked about that mm -hmm. several times during this program. The mask doesn't do anything. The, the virus is 50 nanometers wide and an N95 mask, the holes are 150, right? So they can go three abreast across, you know, through, a, and that's a, and that's a good mask. And most people are not wearing N95s brother. They're, no, wearing, they're, they're sewing yeah. stuff together. That's made out of fabric that comes from oil, you know, from plastic. Right. And, mm -hmm. and the holes in that thing are, you know, a thousand nanometers wide, right? It's like the, the, the virus doesn't see any, it's like putting up a, like what, what Dr. Corbin say, it's like putting up a chain link fence to keep the mosquitoes out. It doesn't work. <laughs> right. Right. And right. so, so just that alone, like I said, if it worked, then I'd be like, yeah, okay, maybe that's cool. But the other thing is it's not even a pandemic anymore. They have downgraded this to an endemic. Okay. So there's no, there's, since it's an endemic, not a pandemic, there shouldn't be any reason for emergency powers, right? These emergency powers. Yep. And you and I talked about this years ago when they were coming, when this thing came up, we were like, this is, doesn't look good. This doesn't look good, people. This looks like it gives the governor dictatorial powers. Oh, it's only for earthquake or tornado or, you know, zombie apocalypse. Mm -hmm. Little did we know the Chinese were going to loose a zombie apocalypse on us. And so uh, then the other thing is the vaccine, right? If the vaccine prevents COVID and it's so great, then people would line up. And many people did. Many mm -hmm. people lined up to get the shot and they had problems. Some mm -hmm. people had problems and they don't report that. And, you know, they had 34 people die from uh, a, a swine flu vaccine that they put out a few years ago. And they immediately mm -hmm. pulled it off the market because they said that was too risky. Yep. And we've had thousands of people who they have had- The latest numbers, 10,000 people die of the died. vaccine. Died. 
yeah, you know, not just cardiac, whatever. And, mm-hmm. and so, and, and 34, you know, so how, oh, how the mighty have fallen, but the, these changes, we've got to say no. And, and they, we're, we've just got to say no, period. And, and then let the, the, and, and if we could get enough of us to just say no, and it doesn't take a lot, just a, just a few. Um, like you said, like we said earlier, you get 10, 12 people, you go to the diner, you lock arms, just, we ain't leaving. Right. You, mm-hmm. you march down the street with the signs. You, you, you do things. We've got to, again, uh, rediscover our roots of not trusting government. The, the founding fathers, the reason they put this checks and balances thing in there, the reason they put the bill of rights in there is because they didn't trust government. It's in our DNA. And so we've got the government schools now training our children that the government is very smart and the government is very elite and the government knows and do all these things. Right. And the government was telling us, well, when the nuclear bomb comes, get under the desk and put your hands over your head, you know? So when you get fried, you look better, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. Right. So it's that kind of stupidity and uh, you know, and why even tell little kids that stuff. Right. It's, right. it's like, it's, it's, again, it's fear mongering. So we've always had a reason to be afraid and fear mm-hmm. is how governments have always controlled the people. And what's the saying when the, when the people fear the government, you have tyranny. Yes. When the government fears the people, you have freedom. Freedom and liberty. That's exactly, exactly right. Brother, um, did you see the, the mom in San Diego at the school board meeting? So this is the, the school board, um, the school, the high school, where the guy, the Antifa teacher was trying, was said his goal was to indoctrinate his kids. He was put on leave because it made a big stink because here's this activist teacher, you know, uh, teaching our kids how to hate and be anti-God and all that kind of stuff. She comes, has her daughter behind her brother and scolds the school board. She goes, I'm from Texas. And then they cheer her on. She goes, but I'm here. She goes, after six days in this gentleman's classroom, my daughter wants to question me and our family values. And then she goes off and she goes, this is what's happening. After six days, this daughter who knows better, who doesn't talk back to me, started questioning our our faith, our values, our family structure based on this teacher's teaching. You need to get rid of this guy for good, you know, and how dare you bring this kind of evil into the classroom? You know, and I was going, good for you, but this is what we all need to do. Be present, know what's going on, know that there are wolves in the in the in house and they have evil intentions. And it doesn't take very long for them to get into our children's heads. That's why we have to pray for them. That's why people are encouraging people to pull their kids out as well. If they're going to not speak up, pull them out because they're being exposed to this radical ideology, whether it be CRT or Antifa or whatever. So pray, don't there's, be fearful, but be wise, brother. There, there's massive homeschooling resources out there. And there's Christian homeschooling resources. And um, and it's time for the pastors to be strong. And I know that, you know, that's easy for me to say, no, it's not. I've been doing street church for almost two years. It feels like, feels like forever. And, you know, it's a little, eh, you feel a little, nervous mm-hmm. you've been down there you know what i'm talking uh-huh. about when we confronted the state patrol and enterprise services at the capitol building that that wasn't a super comfortable time for either one of us right. but we did it and you you and we won because mm-hmm. when you're right 
you're right. And truth still will prevail if you stand for it. And the other thing is, is that, that I've uh, realized lately, Marty, is that freedom is a muscle. And if you mm. don't exercise it, it apathies. And so we can say we have freedom of speech, freedom of religion, all these different things. But what we really want is, is we want to exercise that freedom of speech, exercise that, all of those things so that they get stronger. And if you don't take advantage of it, you lose it. That muscle goes away, right? Amen. Well, I couldn't, uh, couldn't agree more. <laughs> that's it. Don't forget, you can go to DougAndMarty.com. And uh, who knows? There might even be episodes you can listen to if you really like today's show. And you can contact us, and uh, we would love to hear from you. Uh, well, I think that's it, Marty. I think we should say goodbye. Sounds good. This is Marty McClendon. And Doug Bassler. That's Doug and Marty versus the world. Take care. God bless. God bless.